Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Alex and Things podcast. I'm your host, Alex Wing. What's going on, y'all? Um, we're back with another episode, man. Our ninth conversation on the podcast. As always, ready to go. Hella excited to talk about what we're talking about today. Um, just really quickly, though, wanted to take wanted to take a quick couple of seconds to shout out all the um, beautiful and amazing mothers out there, man. We just had um, Mother's Day. And it's an important reminder, not just on Mother's Day, but for me personally, every single day to go out there and um, cherish, be grateful, and ultimately just represent um, everything that all of our mothers um, represent in order to do our do our part and not just growing every single day, but you know, trying to um, leave the world better than we found it, and our parents. And mothers specifically, they play a beautiful and uh, special role in helping us understand what it means to truly love somebody, um, take care of somebody else, and just rem remember the importance of simple things like um, being grateful and just cherishing yours. So, yeah, man, I just want to say um, a quick shout out to all the beautiful mothers out there, man. Also, we're in Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so it's an important reminder to not forget about your own mental well-being in the process of um, going about your everyday life. Because I know, I know personally, mental health it definitely was a struggle for me back back when I was still a young a younger version of myself. I'm still I'm still I still view myself as relatively young. However, there was moments in my life earlier on where I was, I felt like I really had no answers. And it was kind of like a, a natural growing process I had to go through and fighting mental health was kind of a part of that journey for me. So after having gone through so many different things and learning so many different things and just feeling and understand different things when it comes to being challenged, being challenged for my own good, it kind of really helped me weigh like the importance of not just mental health, but really balancing out the wellness in my overall well-being. So having, you know, decent physical health, mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, those different kind of things all play a role in your overall well-being. And like since we're in mental health awareness month, it's very important to remember to slow down when you're able to take a couple breaths and allow yourself to recenter and rediscover your love for things, your appreciation for things every single day, just so you can have that reminder, that important reminder of, you know, why you're here, what you're doing. And ultimately that, you know, you're special, you're a gift, just like all of us here on, on this, uh, <clears throat> on this beautiful earth, man. So, much love to everybody, man, as always. Um, if anyone would like to reach out and, you know, talk about mental health or just share uh, personal stories, my social media links are in my bio. And, you know, I'm always open to any conversations, man. So, and I'm always trying to show support to other people too. So, but yeah, man. Um, also, oh, actually, one last thing before we get to the episode, man. Seasonal depression is a real thing. This is also something I used to experience as a kid. And um, for some reason, as much as I love the spring and summer season for some reason this transition 
it's kind of the one that I used to really struggle with a lot because summer was always kind of like you're taught as a younger person, you know, the structure normally occurs as you're working most of the year, whether it's like, you know, school or work or whatever you're doing. And then summer's kind of like a semi-free period. As a kid, it was more free than semi-free or not free at all. But yeah, so it's just like you, as, as, I, as I got older, I was like, hmm, summer, it seems to be changing every single year that, you know, I'm growing up and learning different things and discovering, you know, what it is I need to do with life and just growing up in the world and stuff like that. And I've always found the summer transition to be tough because summer is such a, it's such a chunky amount of time. And as you, as you get older, you learn about how many, not, not only how many things you can do, but just the kind of things that um, you have to do. And I mean, I don't want to say things that you have to do, but just the imagination and the kind of obligation slash responsibility that comes with having to do, you know, certain things like just being busy and, you know, being committed to growing every single day and, you know, playing your part in growing in your own story. So yeah, man, just remember to take care of yourself and look out for yourself when it comes to things like that, because you don't want to have to go into healthy a great summer this year and you know not feel well because like obviously on top of that we've had a pandemic for over a year now and like while things seem like they're getting better you want to remember to put yourself first and you know care for yourself enough so that you can transition into next season or this summer um on a on a positive note man and enjoy summer to the you know in, in ways only you know how to enjoy things so but damn man like i said much love to everybody, man. And y'all know, y'all know if anyone needs a conversation, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that difficult to read. So, but yeah, man, besides all that, this is also a very critical time in the sports season. That's what, that's what we wanted to, that's what I wanted to share on this episode today. Um, just <clears throat> the significance of all these different sports seasons going to the playoffs. And we also have another season starting up and just the excitement around that because um, with COVID throwing off like the alignment of different seasons, like it's really, it's really, it feels kind of good to have some kind of regularity and normalcy amongst like sports and playoff sports specifically, because we have a couple of seasons that are almost like almost there. So I wanted to talk about mainly um, NBA playoff season and talk a little bit about um, the upcoming WNBA season while talking about a couple other sports here and there, but that'll mainly be minimal compared to basketball season because that's that's what's really on fire right now. So, but yeah, y'all, um, that's what we got going on right now. Um, not much else left to say, but yeah, let's get right into the episode, man. So, obviously I wanted to talk about basketball, but um, before we get into that, let's bring up what I wanted to mention before we get into basketball. Um, also, we have the international football season coming to an end. The main league that I follow is the English Premier League and then also the ultimate European, kind of like the playoffs, but for international football clubs, I follow the English Premier League and the European 
the European football tournament called the Champions League. That tournament it takes the best teams in Europe and then they square off and then see who's going to be the champion of Europe that season and which it changes every single season. But the English Premier League is like, uh, it's, it's all it's all English teams. So it, they're all based around like um, the UK and stuff like that. So my team, Liverpool, they've been really, they've been struggling all season. So I don't really have much to say about that, but it's really interesting to see the Champions League final. It's two English teams. I don't like either one of them. And I wish neither of them could win, but Chelsea versus Manchester City is going to be very interesting. I'm really, it makes me feel really good to see two English teams uh, again in the final. But the last time it happened, it was um, Liverpool versus Tottenham. And then Liverpool won that Champions League a couple of years ago. But if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one thing to win, I would pick Chelsea because I really don't like. I really, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a hater. I, I don't believe I'm a hater for many things, but I'm just not the biggest fan of like Spanish leagues because they tend to take a lot of the best players, man. So hopefully, um, I mean, but also, I mean, well, well, I don't know what I was talking about there, but um, and I'm, I'm happy that Chelsea defeated Real Madrid, and then now we're playing. They're playing Manchester City, but if I had to pick one, I would pick Chelsea because. Um, I don't, I don't like I don't like I don't like Real Madrid, but also I don't like Manchester City because in this past decade, like Manchester City really became rivals with like Liverpool. So if I had to pick one, I mean they're both kind of like rivals to Liverpool, honestly. But I'd rather just because Manchester City has been so dominant recently, I'd rather just Chelsea go ahead and take that champ uh, take that Champions League trophy off their hands. So, but yeah, man. Besides that, we also have the. And the National Hockey League playoffs, the NHL NHL playoffs coming up soon. And the Caps were looking really good, man. Um Alex Ovechkin, he's 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 getting older, but he's still he's still um making plays for the team, whether he's scoring goals or creating creating other open opportunities for teammates. And we also have, you know, this team is very this team is a lot different from the Caps team that I knew growing up because they the Caps they ain't used to fight that much, but now we have like a guy like Tom Wilson, he's throwing hands like almost every single night. So that's that's kind of that's I guess that's the one unique thing about hockey that I would definitely say to people that don't watch hockey like man there's they be boxing man I tell you it I mean they be getting penalties for it but like I guess that's like the beauty and like the entertainment of sports so um, shout out to the Caps man hopefully they can keep on uh, pushing on and get a top seed for the new reformatted playoffs I don't really have much clue as to how that's gonna work and I don't really I'm not a big fan of it but it's part of like what I said earlier, the pandemic effect of like certain the pandemic effect on certain sports seasons and like hockey was affected too because they literally restructured the whole like conference and playoff like the conference structure and the playoff structure based off of like you know some new some new uh like divisions they made up. So I don't know if it's gonna be just for one year, but hopefully it is because I don't I'm not really a big fan of that. Like just try to keep it as original as you can because like that's the best way for fans to follow it at least fans like myself but at least fans like myself that like follow so many different things and like in this instance like sports it's not the easiest to change every little thing you're doing and have fans have to adapt all the time so but yeah go caps hope we can get that second stanley soon man um and also I think, that, I think that's everything for sports that are wrapping up their season for the most part. But yeah, 
So at this moment, we have NBA basketball headed to the playoffs soon, man. And like, I don't know about most people, but I know for me, I really, really, really love the idea of the play-in tournament because it adds so much more intrigue to the end of the season grind and like the the games that would used to <clears throat> the games that would used to mean like nothing toward the end of the season. They are a lot more like meaningful now because teams that are fighting in like the seven, eight, nine, even the sixties, so the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and maybe twelve, if like the conference is that deep, those teams are really gonna be like scrapping it out up until like probably the last game. And right now in the Western Conference, we have like the my Lakers just defeated the Suns. So like, you know, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to get up at that play in, but I feel like our odds will be good either way if um, if we do end up in that play-in tournament. Also, um, there was um, there's the Golden State Warriors. The uh, the Blazers just won up the Lakers, so they're in the sixty. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's still it's still close either way. Got the Spurs, got the got the Grizzlies, and got the Pelicans on the outside looking in. I think, and also the Kings. I think I don't know if they're eliminated yet, but. It's just so many teams like competing, man. And it's just like, it's just really beautiful to see. Like normally those teams on the outside, like the, the 10, 11, 12 teams, like the Kings, Pelicans or whoever, they're on the outside looking in, ready to finish their season and just go on with the draft or whatever and go home or whatever, right? But now like they're still close enough to battle for a chance to go into the playoffs. And before I continue to the Eastern Conference, like honestly, the plan was, I feel like a, I feel like it's a big, um, it's a big, it's a big shout out to Damian Lillard because last season, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but the bubble, it was the first season that included a, an iteration of the playing tournament, right? And Damian Lillard said before the bubble, he don't want to go to the bubble if he's not competing for a chance to go to the, to the playoffs and, you know, win. Like he, he's not, he's not, he's pretty much, you know, it's like what I said before, he's not trying to play no meaningless games. And what the NBA commissioner did, uh, Adam Silver, he created the playing tournament so that toward the end of the season, most of those games, they're not, they're not really meaningless. So that's just fire to me, man. And I love that. So man, big shout out to Damian Lillard, man. Like his team is playing really good. And I feel like it's the playing tournament. It has a lot to do with, you know, just him saying that him simply saying him being a big superstar that he is, and one of the best players, and basically the bubble MVP. He was he was the bubble MVP. That really helped to spark the uh, playing tournament coming to life for this season as well. So, man, big shout out to big shout out to Dame Dollar, man. Like, great idea, man. Awesome idea that he was. I feel like he influenced. So, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. For the Eastern Conference, we got the. Um, and we got the Hawks at the fifth or sixth seed, or I think the Hawks should be the sixth seed. I can't remember. But right now in the plan, we got the Celtics, the um, Celtics. Oh, no, I think the Heat are the head of the Celtics. But Celtics, Pacers, Wizards, Hornets. And on the outside, we got, like, the Bulls. I think the Raptors already got eliminated, actually. But, yeah, like, so much star power, so much star power, star, star, so much star power, man. Like in the in the West, we got if the Lakers stay in, we got LeBron and AD. Hopefully they're healthy. We got Steph Curry, maybe Damian Lillard if they if they fall. Got John Morant. Got the Spurs with Demar Derozan. And then if the Pelicans somehow get in, you know, like 
Zion, Brandon Ingram. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to watch, man. So we'll see. In the East, we got you know Jay, Jason Tatum, Jason, I mean uh, Jalen Brown, Campbell Walker. Uh, who else? Uh, Demontis Sabonis and Karis LeVert, Russ and Brad Beal. It's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun to watch, man. And then who's who's below them? The uh, the Pacers, right? Oh no no no. Celtics. Oh Hornets and Lamelo Ball, man. Like people are gonna want to watch that, and that's why the playing idea was such a great such a great um implementation into the nba season man i hope that it sticks around even though people are here here and there with it i mean i feel like it really helps fans stay engaged like toward the end of the season and like at this point anything you can do to help um i don't want to say it's all about ratings but like just helping like spread awareness of the game and like growing people's appreciation for the game i feel like that's like the main thing like if you can do that then it's it'll be more easier to like drive growth and like new conversations about the game because like i feel like most fans are not not as for the for the for the lack of a better term not a, not many new fans in my honest opinion are like woke on the game they're a lot younger fan bases are a lot younger they're more relatively new into the game when it comes to knowing the game and supporting the game so like anything you can do to help like drive new conversations to keep their interest it'll help because they hear their attention span is very it's very casual and it's very their point of views are a little bit more casual when it comes to talking the game from a deeper a deeper level understanding so but yeah man on on whichever end whichever end of the playing tournament conversation whichever side of that you're on no matter what i feel like it's a great idea that keeps um, not only will it keep fans engaged, but it low key, well not low key, but it really keeps players accountable because like you can't can't throw away too many games. Just kind of just like how like the Lakers, LeBron James has been injured. Sadly, he's been injured. Uh, hopefully, he get better soon. Lakers have been losing a lot of games. Even though I feel like our team, we should be we should, we have a lot of guys that should be stepping up, but I mean, it is what it is, man. Like we've had a lot of uh, tough games as well. However, it keeps players accountable and like it gives, you know, fans exactly what, you know, they're looking for, like players to be playing and, you know, something important on the line, like there's stakes, there's high stakes, man. So, yeah, I just wanted to quickly give a little bit of playoff predictions, man. Hopefully, hopefully the Lakers, they don't get into that playing tournament because I don't think the Lakers need to be playing any more games than they need to. However, if they do get into the playing tournament, course they won't in my estimation they're gonna win but but yeah man i just wanted to talk a little bit about what i think is going to happen in the playoffs obviously assuming everyone is healthy because like obviously anyone that loves sports and watches sports like passionately none of us really like injuries man so and unusual like unforeseen circumstances pretty much like dudes getting ejected or um like something like that where we can't really predict that it's, it kind of happens and we just we really don't like it because you know it's like dang that really twisted the tide of the game kind of like suspensions like that happened in the 2016 finals that people still talk about to this day so with the uh with like the warriors and draymond green and against the Cavs and stuff like that but i mean i feel like that in that series it didn't matter because the cast they was on their way but but yeah man for the 
um, for the Western Conference. I believe the Lakers should be able to win out and the Blazers hopefully drop a game so that the Lakers can stay safe of the playing tournament and probably, probably face the Clippers in the first round, which will be mad entertaining. Obviously, the Lakers will be at a disadvantage only because of health reasons. However, if we're able to get healthy at the right time, obviously, like, chemistry issues and, like, rhythm for, like, our our main guys, like LeBron and AD, that's going to be a difficult thing to fix within, like, a very small amount of time. I just, be- I just believe if we're able to click, because in a series, anything can flip in a heartbeat. So if the Lakers are able to catch a quick rhythm, steal a good, I mean, steal a road game because they both play in the same arena. Well, actually, no, they play in the Lakers play in the Lakers arena. Never mind, my bad. Since most of the games are like all the games are like home home games technically, if the Lakers can like you know steal a steal a road game, and you know find that rhythm, I feel like that'll instill enough like confidence in their other guys to get going for the rest of the series if that were to happen because the Lakers I mean the Clippers don't really have anybody that's going to check Anthony Davis and I feel like last season proved it if they were to meet Anthony Davis he would have been the x-factor I feel like that that's no different for as long as he's on the Lakers and like you know we're gonna have to play play the Clippers like Serge Ibaka he's not not gonna guard him and uh Ivana Ivan Zubat the former Laker you know he's not gonna guard Anthony Davis so I feel like the Lakers would give the Clippers everything they could handle and then move on, obviously. But the playing tournament, man, like whoever, I don't know if the Lakers are going to end up in it, but if they if they do, I feel like they're going to get out of it. But if they play the Warriors in the 7-8 seven, seven, plan, oh, that's going to that's gonna make me feel some type of way because, like, I love Steph Curry, man. Like, I don't know if people know, but I've been watching him since, like I was in middle school, man. Like, I used to run home from school so I could catch the NCAA tournament and watch his games because like Davidson was rarely on TV. So, and then like as he got better in the league, like it got harder, it got more difficult to support him and like talk about him as much because like, like I said earlier, that new wave of fans, like more, not woke fans and more casual fans, like it kind of, it kind of just like, it's like the bandwagon wave pretty much. It, it's just not it's not the same talking to fans about it because like they don't really know much about like the history of the game like you know where things came from before you know they got to the point that they are so but yeah man like Stephen Curry man he's 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 been lightened up so anybody that goes against the Warriors like they gotta watch out man including including my Lakers because like we don't got we don't got dudes that's going like I mean we got we got people that are gonna check him but it's not it's not always going to be like that because he can he can move off ball and on ball and like sometimes he'll just he'll just pull he'll just he'll just pull from like 40 and then you know that's literally all she wrote but i believe in my lakers i feel like we're going to get out of the, get out of the playing spot hopefully the blazers can help us and drop drop a game or two so we can you know jump over them but man if that doesn't happen i hope the warriors drop down so we don't have to play them so that we can we can just get our one dub our one victory. So the playing tournament, if you're in the seven, eight matchup, you just got to win one game in order to advance to the playoffs, which I feel like the Lakers will do if they get into that position. But I don't know, man, it's up in the air if it's the Warriors against the Lakers, but, but yeah, on the other, in the other playing tournament, I feel like depending who gets in, I feel like 
uh, I want to say the Spurs so bad because I don't like when the Spurs miss the playoff playoffs, but their team is just not, it's not as good. It's not as good as traditional Spurs teams, but I guess that's the thing about like teams evolving and like growing over time. Like it's so amazing to see Greg Popovich still doing his thing and like coaching a young team and then, and then ever changing league and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, wow, this guy, he just, there's nothing he can't, there's no situation that he cannot excel in pretty much. Like with LaMarcus Aldridge, situ- yeah. with hit with the LaMarcus Aldridge situation and like, you know, the rumors around the trade deadline when they was, when they were talking about trading DeMar DeRozan, it's just like all that nonsense. And it's just like, the Spurs are still gonna be the Spurs, like the good old saying. But I feel like the Spurs should get in unless like the Pelicans get healthy and they can catch up to the nine ten seed to get into that playing bubble, playing tournament. I think it should be the Spurs. However, from my vantage point, I think it's gonna be the Grizzlies because they're getting healthy, they're playing good. John Moran, he's doing his thing. He's being he's being an impact player, man. Like when your lead guard or, or, or when, when your best player is an impact player like that, a la Russell Westbrook, like it just makes the game easier for your teammates. And then when your teammates are hitting shots, like obviously that opens up so much more. But um, I feel like the Grizzlies will advance, but the Spurs, they're, they're playing really good too. So I'm going to have to go with hopefully the Warriors and the Grizzlies advancing in the playing tournament in the West. And y'all already know, man, the Eastern Conference, like hopefully the Wizards can keep on moving up so that they can get that eight seed because right now it's looking like the six is going to be the first seed or I think the Nets are like two or three games behind them. I'm not really, I can't remember the exact number, but um, whichever team, whichever team, whichever team, um, oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Wizards can get the, the seven or the eight seed. So I would love for the Wizards to match up against either the Nets or the Sixers because I mean, that's the thing about the Wizards, man. Like, they play so many good games. I don't know how many people watch the Wizards, but, like, I do because, like, I support local teams and everything. And plus, now they got Russell Westbrook. Of course I'm going to watch. But the Wizards have given the Nets and Bucks some good matchups this year. The Sixers, not not as much, even though they could. But the Sixers, they just have a lot of three-point shooting, man. Like, the Wizards are, like, are dead-ass terrible at guarding the three-point uh the three-point line even though they they get back they get back they get back on um on uh three-point shots when when teams like get second chance points and um three point three point shots in transition like the wizards get back but like they, their hands don't be up quick enough man so and e- and even even my superstition just tells me like the wizards just have terrible luck like they'll play great defense right and then the three point the three point shots will still go in either way, so it doesn't really matter for real. But the Wizards, hopefully, they can get into the seven or eight seed, so they can really they can kind of control their destiny because the, the eight seed has two chances to get into the playoffs. If they lose the seven eight seed game, they all they have to do is just beat the the winner of the nine ten seed game, which that would give the Wizards more comfort. Even though I don't feel like they really need that. I would, I would want them as a supporter of them. I'd want them to control their destiny. So there's that. Um, I feel like the Celtics, if they play the Wizards, they're going to get knocked out. But the last game that the Celtics played the Wizards, it, it was it was kind of messed up. Bradley Beal slipped on the floor because they ain't clean it. And, you know, it, that game was rigged. It's like, no, nah, but not for real. The Wizards have great matchup, man. Like, they could score with anybody. And, like, in this league, 
defense is more like timely than it is consistent. So if you play defense at the right time, like how the Wizards have been doing recently, I feel like you have a great shot to, you know, make magic happen, man. So I'm, I'm predicting the Wizards get in from the seven, eight spot and the nine, 10 spot. Ooh, that's going to be really tough, man. That's going to be very tough. The Pacers are a very good team, but the Hornets are entertaining, man. So I, I'm going to have to say the Hornets because their team is really good, man. They have LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington, um, Oz Bridges. Man, they have a bunch of guys, man. Like, they just lost yesterday, which helps the, uh, helps the Wizards and the Pacers. But... They lost to the Pelicans. That actually helps the Pelicans as well. Help them get up closer to the 9-10 spot. But Pelicans, man, I mean the Hornets, man, like they're just they're just gonna be they're gonna be a ratings grabber, man. Like they're gonna draw so much attention because of LaMelo Ball. But also their team is playing really good and their commentators are really good too, man. They're probably the best commentators in the league. The Hornets commentators, that is. So I think I think the Wizards and the Hornets get in from the Eastern Conference. And for the playoffs, man. I'm really hoping that this year, unlike most years, because it's already been so unpredictable and like affected by like something like COVID, like the pandemic, I really hope something happens like when the uh, 06, 07 Warriors, I believe that was the year, the Baron Davis, um, Matt Barnes, uh, Stephen Jackson Warriors, they beat, they beat the one seed of Mavericks so I hope something like that, something something crazy like that happens where like the Wizards or like the Hornets, they upset like a one, two seed and just like, just mess up everybody's bracket pretty much in like um, March Madness terms, mess up everybody's bracket because the Nets have been really inconsistent with their health. So like, I feel like this is the year that they shouldn't win. And the Bucks, Giannis, he's been turning up. So like, he's been, he's been hitting, he's been hitting his jumpers and everything. So I'm just like, mm, maybe this is the year for them. And then Joel Embiid, he's been playing like an MVP. Oh, and also in the MVP race, by the way, for me personally, it's really cool to see an international player probably win it three years in a row. Like that, that just doesn't happen that often. So, um, like, and Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon, I think he, I think he approved Joel Embiid winning MVP. But right now, I feel like it's between him at this point, him and uh, Nikola Jokic. So that'd be really cool to see, man, because they've really been playing good all season long. But yeah, I feel like in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, no matter what happens, I feel like the Nets just have so much offense, man. Like when it comes down to it, they got so much offense. And like like I said earlier about the Wizards, defense in this league is more timely than it is consistent. And like the Nets have not been consistent on defense, but they play it in spurts when they need to. So hopefully they can carry that over into the playoffs and like, um this new team they can give us an entertaining playoff run and hopefully meet like a great team in the western conference when they go to the finals i feel like they're going to the finals no matter what happens as much as i want like something crazy to happen i feel like the sixers don't have enough like enough skill on the wing to compete with those guys even though they have joel and who's gonna like you know kind of like even that out to a degree but like he would have to really dominate and like go quick with a lot of his a lot of his touches because like i'm presuming that the six i mean that the nets they're gonna have to double him anyway. So like, why wait? Why wait until you know he's like he's like he's like one two dribbles, three dribbles into the paint. He's about to already go to go to his like you know left or right shoulder, whatever he's gonna do. 
might as well just get the ball out of his hands as soon as possible and make somebody else beat you. That's that's not Joel Embiid. So, but and I'm thinking the Nets can do that. Can do that. So, I'm thinking that they'll go to the finals. Even ooh, in the West though, man. Like, I don't know because I really want to see Giannis do good, man. Because like when you see guys like that, he's basically a jump shot away from like being like the next like most dominant player in the league. So, but right now, um, most fans like myself, I'm kind of like in wait and see mode with Giannis. So hopefully he can, you know, get it together and, you know, deliver a great playoff run for the Bucks and, you know, for NBA fans in general. But yeah, I feel like the Nets are going to run run the table in the East and give us hopefully a couple of good series. I'm, I'm really excited for the Ethan Conference Finals. Hopefully it's like some combination of like those one, two, three teams. And, you know, they're squaring off with each other and, you know, giving us a great pre-final series. But in the Western Conference, I feel like the the Suns and the Jazz they have a great chance to like you know do something because they've been so consistent. They have the best chemistry. They've been they've been the most consistent, and the 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 star teams like the Lakers and like the Blazers, pretty much like the good teams that would normally be near the top of the conference. Um, they're they've been a little bit inconsistent this season, so like they're a little uh they're a little bit on the lower tier end of like the conference standing. So there's that. However, if I feel like the Lakers are healthy, they will run the table in the Western Conference, man. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't twist it any other way, man. Like LeBron and AD, like they're just proven, like they played so good last year. Like how can you bet against them until, you know, until they really seem like they're against the wall. So, and right now it's that, it's the exact, it's that exact, the funny thing is it, we're in that exact situation right now where like the Lakers are really against the wall. So hopefully the Lakers can get healthy and get their rhythm. And um, and also because we really need to defeat the Clippers, man. Like, I know it'll really seem like an odd series because the Lakers haven't been healthy, and the others for the Lakers, as Shaquille O'Neal always says, the others have not been playing good at all. So, I don't know, man. Like, I just my belief in the Lakers it runs really deep, man. It's almost eighty percent of my life I've been a Lakers fan. Well, pretty much a hundred percent because ever since I watched basketball. That was the team I first laid my laid my eyes on. So, but yeah, man, if the Lakers are healthy and they have a rhythm, they will be going to the finals. That's what I'm presuming. But their biggest their biggest challenge probably going to be like teams like you know, even though we just beat the Suns, there'll be a challenge because they have they have amazing guard play and like, it's not easy to slow down an, a legendary point guard like Chris Paul and then like an otherworldly scorer like Devin Booker. They got those guys and they got young athletes on on. Um, on on that squad, man. Like they got DeAndre Ayton, they got um, Mikael Bridges, got Cam Johnson. They got they got some tall dudes, man. And they got like athleticism. They could they could shoot the ball. And Drake uh, Jay Crowder as well. So the Suns are gonna be a problem. The Nuggets. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to say because they don't have Jamal Murray anymore. So like, I mean, they're still playing good though because Jokic is that good, man. Like he gets guys involved and like guys are making shots. Michael Porter Jr. He's turning up. He's turning up. Um, and they got other guys as well, like Paul Millsap and um, Campazzo. He's playing. He's playing really good in in like um, in the place of Jamal Murray, like making up for like his offense by playing great defense and making his open threes and stuff like that. Also, there's obviously the uh, the Warriors and the Grizzlies and the Blazers all have great guards: Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Steph Curry, John Morant. I don't feel like this is the year for any of them to be doing something crazy, but 
I feel like they can give us a couple great series, depending on how far they get. But yeah, man, I feel like it's going to be like what I said earlier in my prediction episode, like five months ago now. It's going to be Lakers and it's going to be Nets in the finals. Assuming everybody's healthy, Lakers will be going back to back for the first time in a decade, which would be so, so crazy with everything that happened in 2020 as a Lakers fan and as a personal diehard Kobe fan, man. So that's my take on the NBA playoffs, man. And just how everything has just been so crazy right now, but it's been very hype and it's been very hectic to like watch and keep up with, keep up with. And it's kind of been like with COVID and the pandemic as well. Like this season has really been like, has really been unlike any other for real. So that's my, that's my, that's my prediction for what's going to happen in the playoffs, y'all. Lakers back on top, presuming all, all, all conditions, like I said, health, chemistry, rhythm, luck of the draw, assuming those conditions are met, like, to the benefit of the Lakers, obviously, so. But, yeah, also the last thing I wanted to really talk about sports-wise, though, the commencement of the WNBA's 25th season. The WNBA has been on fire recently, man. They, they, The free agency market has been very interesting. A lot of players switching teams, like, most notably, uh, my favorite WNBA player of all time, Kenneth Sparks, going to this, um, going from the LA Sparks. It's crazy she was on the Sparks when, at the same time, I love, I love, and I fell in love with Kobe Bryant, who was on the Lakers. That's really crazy, man. So you go from the LA Sparks after 12, 13, 14 years to the Chicago Sky. That team is going to be very good, man. Ali Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot, so many, so much um, young talent as well. And I think I think they just got they just got uh, Gabby Williams as well. Like she's not gonna play this season, but like they're gonna be very good, man. Um, and um, what's it called? Um, WNBA has been on fire recently, right? With free agency, they got new jerseys, which I feel like those jerseys are low key better low key better than some of the NBA jerseys that I've seen. But um, they had also. There was an article I read. It, it, it didn't really get much get much traction, but I saw it, I read it, and I was like, okay, as long as I see a sliver of possibility, I'm going to, you know, run with it. I'm going to run with it. The WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, she kind of teased it a little bit. She was just pretty much saying, because, because of all the recent, like, recent... Um, the recent like um, spark and attention with like the women's basketball game, most notably because of like um, the NCAA tournament and the amount of amazing young prospects that have like shown how good they can be. It sparked conversations of like expansion in the WNBA because there's only 12 teams, 140 so spots, and there's like only 36 um, spots in the WNBA draft. And there's like 50, 60, 70 ladies th that declared that usually declare every year. And like this year, it was no different. And like the talent pool in this year's draft was so crazy. And, you know, good players are going to get left out either way, because even if the ladies that got drafted, like they get drafted at the training camp, like some teams, most teams already have like almost, they have teams have almost filled out their whole roster. So some ladies might still get cut. And because of because of all these different conversations that are going going around, um, I read that article on expansion. And then Kathy Engelberg, she's pretty much just she she ain't really say much about it, but she was talking about how like expansion is definitely a possibility if like the league does very well this season, which you know I'm 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 hoping for that. 
And that's why I try to raise awareness on the WNBA by talking about it with my friends that love the WNBA and like, you know, just trying to see if other people that have an open mind and a deep appreciation for like sports and basketball, um, if they're trying, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, help other people like find that bridge to not just only watch the NBA, but watch the sister league as well. Like the WNBA is like the sister league to the NBA. The, to the, NBA. Um, the NBA can also do more on their part too. And I know players like Kyrie Irving, he he helped pay a lot of um, WNBA player salaries last season when like the bubble and the pandemic was happening um, and just stuff like that. Like the NBA should like follow Kyrie's lead and continue to help, you know, raise awareness in the game and stuff like that. Because a lot of a lot of the growth right now is basically it's kind of just in the women's game. The college, the uh, March Madness tournament that helped do so much great things for the league because people are paying attention now. And they're talking about it now. So, like the game is in, the WNBA is in a very good spot. Good spot, and um, I just look forward to seeing how much more, how much more interaction and engagement we can get from a fan level. Because obviously, there's still going to be a lot of work to do in order to get those, um, get that level of support that um, loyal fans and like real fans of like the WNBA are looking for. And obviously it's going to be processed, but a conversation, one interaction at a time, one word spread about the WNBA will always help. So I'm really looking forward to the season. And they also just dropped the schedule too, by the way. And oh man, like the season starts this week, May 14th and 15th. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like there's so many good games, but my main game, I think there's also the, actually before I go to the game that I'm looking forward to, there, there's another game. Um, I think the Aces are taking on the Seattle Storm. Uh, final rematch it's going to be crazy that's going to be crazy the, the aces are so loaded man they are so loaded um liz cambage asia wilson uh kelsey plum i think they just picked up chelsea gray as well crazy and then you got the seattle storm they're not going anywhere brianna stewart she just she just won another title overseas that's crazy she has so many championship accomplishments she has so many high level accomplishments at her young age already um they still got sue bird they seem as loaded man um and the game that I'm looking forward to, though, is I think on Saturday, May 15th, when my favorite player, Candace Parker, she's going up against um, the Mystics, who I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of the Sparks. I'm a fan of wherever Candace Parker goes, and I'm a fan of the Mystics. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup to see, man, because they're going. it's Candace versus Elaine Deladon, two of the best players the W has ever seen. It's going to be a blast, man. Like, this season's going to be very fun. And I'm just looking forward to it all, man. Like I'm mainly looking forward to people um, raising more awareness on like just the popularity and like the genuine greatness that comes with the WNBA. Like it's no different from other sports. It's just people have jokes about it that I don't really, I don't really put too much weight on. And they don't really even make much sense because like people can be good at basketball in their capacity and it, it could still be, you know, greatness because like not everybody can be in the league, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, you know, uh, put some respect on um, these players, specifically these WNBA and women's basketball players in general. So, oh, and also one more thing I wanted, I wanted to mention, man, like I'm really hoping and I don't want to predict it, but I'm really, I have a gut feeling that like within the next handful of years, like we're going to have WNBA expansion teams and like they're going to change the draft rule, the draft rule to make, to make it that younger WNBA players, if they want to take control of their career, they can enter the draft early because players like um, 
Paige Beckers and like Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark, they really sparked the conversation because they've had such tremendous seasons and like players are talking about them a lot. Most notably like Paige Beckers, because like she played for UConn, she's very popular. But yeah, man, like because of those freshmen and like just young players being so good, I feel like I feel like you should not restrict them from choices that they want to make. But um, who knows, man? That's that's something that I feel like is gonna see change in the next few years because the W is only gonna get more. The only, the W is only gonna continue to grow, and you know the only way up from here is up, pretty much. So hope they do that for the sake of the game because the game is in really good hands right now, man. So much young talent that I'm I'm looking forward to watching. I'm mainly gonna be watching um, Dejanay Carrington um, playing for the Sun, the Connecticut Sun. I'm watch, I'm gonna I'm gonna also be watching uh, Kaiser Gondrasic, the fourth overall pick, went to the Fever, and I'm also gonna be watching the third pick, Eric McDonald, play for the uh, play for the Dream, play for uh, the Atlanta Dream. So I know there's gonna be a lot of players to watch, but I'm just looking forward to it all, man. If you haven't already, consider buying WNBA League Pass, man, because. Um, you're going to get to watch all these great young players and um, WNBA teams in their 25th season, man. They've really been doing it right. Just all the hype is it's just come at the right time. So I just hope that people continue to spread awareness in the game and help it grow and just help us as a community put the game in a place, like I said earlier, put it in a place um, that's better than how we found it pretty much. So it's been 25 years and, you know, players and, um the representatives for the WNBA you know their wishes to their wishes to have 25 more awesome years so let's try and carry on and you know try and do our part as fans and supporters of the game so but yeah man that's pretty much going to do it for this episode it was pretty much a sports check-in slash mental health check-in in this part of the season because there's just so many things going on and it's just really crazy right now so try and do your part to take care of yourself first so that you can enjoy and appreciate um all the life that's taking place around us, honestly. So, but yeah, man, um, episode nine of the Alex and Things podcast. Um, I'm Alex Wing. I appreciate every single one of y'all if y'all made it this far in the episode, man. As always, y'all know the love and support means so much to me, no matter what it is that I'm doing. I'm always appreciative of all the feedback, um, comments, thoughts, shared sentiments, all that stuff, man. And like I say, y'all, like I always try to say, I'm always, I'm always, um, I'm not that I'm not that difficult to reach, difficult to reach, and um, I'm always down to have a conversation with somebody. So no matter what it is, man, y'all know I'm here for y'all, man. So, but yeah, y'all, from uh, from us on our next conversation on this podcast, I'm Alex Wing, man. I look forward to catching y'all on our next episode, which will be out real soon, man. Um, Till next time, y'all. Everybody, be easy, be safe. Much love to y'all, man. Um, hope to catch y'all next time, man. Much love and peace, y'all.